Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Because we do want to record this for people later. Um, maybe that's not the first thing you want to say when you start a live stream. So stay tuned because um, if you're not an FTCA member, you're not going to see this recording at any point in time at all. Uh, I am Dr. Bobby Maybe. Welcome to the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Facebook page and Facebook group. We have a very special guest, Dr. Jeff Langmade from The Smart Chiropractor. And... Man, what's that other business? What's that other one that's been around? The evidence-based chiropractor? (laughs) That's what they tell me. (laughs) Uh, And uh, just a polymath of chiropractic means he knows lots of things in lots of ways, business, clinical aspects, uh, marketing, and all like, I just like hanging out with you. You're a special dude. Like you're, um, you know, you don't get, typically you don't get a blend of style, panache, and genius all in the one same person and musical appreciation and uh, appreciation of good German beers in some sidebars in Berlin that we got to have a couple drinks in before all this COVID stuff happened. So welcome to our, our show. Uh, This, the purpose of this live stream is to give some people some quick wins. We want them to have some success. We want to do this once a month, have a special guest and then talk about ways to help them win at practice uh, in whatever ways they might not be thinking. Because sometimes people get a little too hyper-focused on one part of practice and they forget the other part and it becomes like sticking fingers in a dike to prevent the flood. Uh, tell everyone about you and then please tell me what the heck we're talking about today. I am I'm happy to do so. I, I would say at least half of your intro is true. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I will say if I if I'm ever doing an adjusting seminar, I would encourage everybody not to come. Do Although not register for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but uh, one area that you, that you brought up that I definitely have been passionate about for a while is. Uh, is the marketing aspects of practice and, and how to do it in a way that you can be proud of. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what I call the smart patient journey. And it's really, you know, how do you guide your patient from a potential patient through an active patient, through what we call a proactive patient in your practice. And, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about over the last few months is, um, you know, everybody goes through a journey in your practice. The question is, are you guiding them to the best results that they can get with their care while also helping your business kind of grow and prosper. And I think for many docs out there, we get super focused upon like one niche aspect. You might be right now super focused on, you know, patient acquisition, right? Potential patients. We'll break that down. You might be super focused on what's going on in active care in your practice. You may be your focus, which many uh, docs are not on the back end. What I say, the proactive patient in that retention loop. And there's a way to do that, that you can be proud of. And there's a way that you can do that, that also helps patients get the best care over the course of their life. And that's on them to raise their hand and say so, but you have to be also extending your olive branch in a way, again, that you can be proud of that does what's best for the patient 
And most importantly, has a system and a process behind it, because if you don't, you're going to have all of these holes. And I know you guys were really looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to next year when you go through the patient experience. This is a little bit different because this is really just about the, the processing of the patient, less conversational, what we're going to talk about today with you and I, less right. conversational, more about what are those touchstones that a patient can, should go through throughout their journey in your practice. So there's three phases six touchstones. We can dive into all the details today. Yeah. Well, you know, each one of these touchstones in practice in general, uh, they have both of those concepts, right? You have the ephemeral concept of, you know, like adjusting as an art, right? But you still need to have the other part of it, which is a process. Uh, the same with marketing. There's the idea you want to bring to it. And then there's the actual process. And it sounds like today we're talking about the process that we want to kind of focus on. Um, one of the questions I have before we get started or we dive into all that is what, what makes you interested in it? I mean, I know for me, uh, when I was a young chiropractor, there was a lot of frustration, right? Like I would, I had this great practice. I knew I had a lot of skill, probably not the best in the entire world. I'm not Brett Winchester, right? But I knew I was good enough to get the job done and do it in a good manner. But I would get patients that just, it didn't click or they didn't understand what I was delivering or they didn't. It, it was just that there was a pain point there, right? Like I didn't understand, like I didn't understand what they wanted. They weren't hearing what I wanted. I was getting patients in my office that I, you know, didn't really want them always in, like I wanted to fix them and release them. You know what I mean? Right. It'd be like, take care of yourself. Wish you all the best. And hopefully if you sprain your ankle, you'll see somebody else. <laughs> um, but I, the, the amount of long-term lifelong patients that I would actually just love and fill up my office with, you know, they're like, I'm going to work today, but I'm going to have so much fun because all these people have been, are waiting for me there. It wasn't there in the beginning. Um, and that's a craftsmanship that I think takes time to develop. And I think that's what you're getting at, what we're going to go for today from a systemic process. hundred percent. I mean, when we talk about attracting, you know, and, and retaining more of your ideal patients, the word ideal there is for a reason. Practice is way more fun and it's way less stressful. And ideal is different for everybody, which is what's right. great. Maybe ideal for you is expecting moms. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, you know, sports care. Maybe it's geriatric care, whatever it might be. Right. When you're seeing the people that you vibe with, that you like to have in your practice, as your, your stress goes down you know, inevitably your revenue goes up because you're more engaged. Now, with that being said, if you feel as though what we call holes in the bucket, right? If you have holes in your bucket, here would be a few symptoms of holes in your bucket. Schedules never full. Holes in the bucket would be constantly stressed out. You know, holes in the bucket would be too many of my patients just don't get it. That's a communication right. problem. Holes right. in the bucket would be none of my patients even make it to the end of active care. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind, you know, their initial care plan is difficult for me to get them through. Never mind, you know, any continuation of our relationship. Those are all indications actually of systems, processes, and communication issues not necessarily clinical skill issues. Right. I think so many docs out there, rightfully so, and I'm proud of, of many of us, spend a lot of time in the clinical arts, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But we don't really, we've never picked up those, you know, I, I, it's not even tips, the systems and processes in order to really attract our ideal patients. And again, you know, if you try to look at a blank sheet of paper, we say about marketing, if you try to think about what to talk about every day, look at a blank sheet of paper, you're going to do it three times and give up. You need a system and a process in order to have that playbook to follow. So, you know, for instance, when we start out, we talk about potential patients, 
how do you guide somebody from a potential patient? Who is that? That's anybody in your community or anybody who follows you online, right? It could be anybody out there. How do you guide somebody from potential patient to become an active patient? Well, there's two touchstones, three phases, six touchstones, two each. Potential patients teach and invite. If you yeah. teach people and you invite them, Gary Vaynerchuk, jab, 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 right hook, smart chiropractor, Jeff Lane right. may teach and invite. If you right. teach them by educating, entertaining, engaging with people, and then you, on the back end of that, invite them to take a next step, that's a great strategy if you can stay consistent to guide people from, I don't know who you are, to I built trust and rapport, to I'm going to choose you as my chiropractor if there's a good fit. And this is where we get into these details of, man, if you think about, I have a new patient problem. I'm going to say in many cases, it's probably you have a lack of teach and invite problem that right. the symptom <laughs> you know, is ultimately the, the fact that not it's an engagement. Yeah. What I try to tell people as well, especially in the Chiropractic Success Academy, or if young chiropractors ask me, like, how do you do this? What's going on? We talk about a, a concept of a long runway. So teach and invite or Gary Vee's jab, jab, punch. For some people, it might be jab, 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 punch. But there has to be a long enough runway where they they at least um, know and understand, like they teach, they're entertained, but they're at least they're engaged. You have to engage them to some point before the ask. Now, do you have a thing for us? You got slides, or you got anything, or you just want to? Yeah, talk? I can share. Yeah, I can. I can share right now. Let's see if we can get a see if we can get a quick share here. So, um, so this is, so this is basically what it looks like, you know, kind of in action on the, on the right-hand side, potential patient that's phase one, phase number two is active patient. Phase number three is what we call a proactive patient. And as we kind of touched on at the top, why is this important? This is actually, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Lebowski going absolutely nuts there. Uh, if this was a gift, but, uh, less stress, more revenue and less, less vulnerable. So let me bring this in a little bit. So. Here are the key aspects. Potential patient, everybody is somebody at some point in time, right? Everybody that's a patient with you now didn't know you at some point. So there's many potential. Your goal is to guide those who resonate with you from potential to active, and then active to proactive, proactive, probably the, the least known. And then when we look at the touchstones, here we go. I'll kind of move through these quickly. And then uh, Bobby, I'll kind of kick it to you to dive into details and ask questions. Yeah. But these are those six touchstones. If it's a future patient or, or a potential patient, teach and invite. You know, teach is what you do. And the invitation is then what guides them to become an active patient. And a certain you, percentage doesn't have to be everybody. These are your ideal patients, right? What are you teaching? You know, we can yeah. dive into all the details of what you teach is going to result in who is attracted to you. So uh, to, interject patient, here, to interject here, uh, yeah. teaching and inviting obviously your ideal patient you're teaching and inviting about things you're actually interested in and that your potential patient would also be interested in. But what are the things that are teaching and inviting? So we need to be clear on that. That's like doing talks, that's doing uh, live events, uh, or sorry, virtual events online. That's all that stuff. There we go. Absolutely. It can include all of that. It can include your, da your daily social posts, a lead magnet on your website, a weekly email going out to your list, GMB, Google, my business post videos, you know, video scripts, live, you know, in-person live events, all of those things. If you think about it, if you geek out on marketing, somebody might think of this as top of funnel, right? You know, how are you just attracting attention? You're not sorting through it hundred percent, but you're starting to attract that attention. And by the nature of what you're teaching, that's going to start to sort through 
who is attracted to what you're offering. Again, if you had a golf focused practice uh, at, you know, Greg Rose, a great example at TPI, right? You know, they're going to attract golfers, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. probably no big surprise because what does he do? He puts out a ton of content around golf for TPI. Right. Then they have the you know racket fit for the tennis. They have, these are extreme examples, but in many chiropractic practices, even smaller practices in a community, you don't only have to choose one thing, but you can't be everything. And I think right. that's really the key aspect of it is sort of what do you stand for? What are you passionate about? And who is your ideal patient? I know you guys do this in, in CSA and do a wonderful job kind of breaking down that patient avatar and yeah. understanding who that is. Yeah. That's what informs what you're teaching because your goal is to answer proactively answer the questions that those individuals, your ideal patients have. And now you become that trusted resource. And I would say, you know what, your ideal patient, an unacceptable answer is my ideal patient is a patient on XYZ insurance. <laughs> but I hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, and also you lunkheads out there, teaching and inviting uh, with your content does not mean putting girls Instagram models in yoga pants or miking up your table for a bunch of cracking sounds. That's not teaching and inviting. It will get attention because that is what teach and invite is for future prospective patients is supposed to do get somebody's attention, but we want to get attention around people that you actually want to fill your office with. And I think people who are creepers with about the yoga pants is not the ideal practice you want to fill your office with. That, that, that's right. I mean, there's, there's, there's getting attention and then there's, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned this. I literally, lit, literally about an hour ago was uh, messaging with the doc on Instagram. He has 11,000 followers and uh, he had tagged me in a post, which is so nice, really nice of him. And I was like, man, you know, you're look, this looks great. Congratulations on building a great, uh, a great audience. And this is actually a 100% true story. This just happened less than an hour ago. Um, and I was like, did you, and I asked him uh, straight up, I said, did you, did you, did you earn all this or did you use a service? Like, how'd you grow? And he said, I earned all of it. But now my problem is, you know, conversion sales, getting them to do something, right? So getting yeah. attention is one thing, yes. getting the right attention from the right people that are going to engage with you is a whole nother thing. And that's what I'm seeing vanity metrics and, and real metrics, right? It's like, you yes. could have a ton of people, you know, following you and that's a great thing, but, you know, depending upon who you are and what you want to do with your business, um, that might not lead to the best result for, for your practice today, tomorrow, next month, next year. So. A great short example of this, I can use my wife as an example. She has an amazing um, photography Instagram account and yes. she takes landscape photography and people love her landscape photography, but she would also like to do a course on how to, how to do landscape photography. She would like to do a course on that, but she can't get people to convert and she doesn't understand that people are following on her Instagram because they like her photos. They don't, they don't, they're not there for her to educate them. Right. They're there to like the photos. So she has a conversion issue there. And you have to think about that. So if you're, if you're not talking about and doing the things that uh, would attract people to come into your office, uh, then you're going to have a conversion issue as well. You're, you're a hundred, you're hundred percent correct. Of course I am. Of course I am. <laughs> and, and, and that, and that rolls into sort of that, that second phase, which is the active patients. I think this is where many docs do their best work is what, what I call education and retention, meaning, you know, patient education, like what are you doing to educate your patient about what's going on with them, how you can help them, what's the expected benefit, you know, just everything that I think almost everybody watching this and listening is going to be like, I feel pretty dialed into that, which is awesome. Uh, the second part about that is you're, you're trying to, the goal, yeah, educate is the action, right? As teach was the action. And then invite is that 
step to the to the next phase. Educate is the action. Retention is the step to the next phase. And I, when I say retention, I want to be very clear when it says retain right there. That's retaining them to the end of their active care plan. Uh, there's too many docs out there that you know patients are falling off before you wouldn't have recommended the care plan if you didn't think that was what's best for them. Yeah. So if they're falling off before, it's either because they had a different goal and expectation, I feel better, which is great, or, or you know they advanced quicker. But most of the time, if we're just honest with ourselves, it actually was a communication issue. And that is where I, th- I think many docs should look back at their patient education to say, am I setting things up appropriately so that they understand not only what we're doing, but why we're doing it. And I think many times there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And you know sometimes it's due to not enough education, but many times it's actually due to too much confusing education. That's right. Meaning That's patients right. have no clue. So you know it doesn't mean oversimplifying it to the point of being incorrect, but it means, man, keep it simple and say it time and time again and reinforce the message. That's why we have here, you know, in office video, if you have CNN or whatever else on in your reception area, take your TV out or get something else on, right? That's prime real estate. Get something in your video you know, using handouts when necessary. Not everybody's going to do that. There are other great software services that enable you to connect with patients on care plans and things like that. It's awesome. Make sure you have onboarding emails, you know, reviews and testimonials. These things are critically important to guide the patient through their active care so that they feel supported, so that they understand what's going on and that they understand where they're going so that they get the best results because your care plan clearly was based off of your exam findings and their goals. And if they're not completing it, that's an issue. It's not a benefit. Right. Even if it's three or the, the ever famous 56, you know, that's, that's the pendulum, right? People will criticize the 56 visit care plan or whatever it is over a year and say, that person's just saying whatever they, that doc's just saying whatever they can say to get people on the table. However, the person who's saying like, okay, I'm going to see you for six visits. Uh, and then the, the patient only shows up for three. You are also only saying whatever you can say to get them on the table. You just have a different approach. Like I'm going to say whatever uh, less assertive way I can possibly be just to get a, whatever care I can out of you. And if you don't treat my, keep up with my plan, then that's okay. That's okay. This is, this is the thing, I'll, I'll kind of sidebar on this and go on, maybe not a rant, but I'll go on a little bit of a, of a, of a sidebar outside of this, because I, this is an important part that I, I, I don't talk about often, uh, but I think is very, very important. And that's, if you get crunched a few times, you feel better. That yeah, I heard about, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. That, you know, it's like people come in and they sit for 10 hours a day. They're stressed out. They eat like crap. They don't exercise. They get adjusted three or four times they probably feel a bit better and then they leave. You need to be leery, not proud of, proud of that because these they're going back to the same thing that brought them in to begin with. There is no way that in two to three visits, you've miraculously inspired them to change their habits, that you've installed any sort of active real care at home. Right. We know in the best of circumstances, it's like pulling teeth to get people to really take advantage of the lifestyle effects of what they can control at home. So I do think that this is an important point. And I think especially with you know, some of the audience that you've built, I know certainly with the audience that, that I've built as well, you know, there's almost this bizarro pride in how I get people out in less than one visit of my office. And it's like, 
okay, the pendulum can be in the middle. It doesn't need to be, you know, forever three times a week, or I, I get them out in one. And I, and I just, I always think about people are coming in with, you know, many times with chronic issues, unless you have a strictly pediatric practice, most people, again, eat like crap, sit all day, super stressed out. A few crunches is going to make them feel better. They probably could have just taken a few Tylenol if that's all you're, if that's all they're getting out of your practice is that they probably could have just taken a few Tylenol and also felt better. You need more time to develop that relationship. That doesn't mean that you have to swing the pendulum all the other back way, right. but it means that you, you should be diligent with what you're doing. And just because somebody feels better, I always think to professional sports as well. We have all these great chiropractors doing fantastic work in the pro sports world. It's not always to get people out of pain. There's a performance aspect. Now, again, this is where it gets back to what are your findings and their goals? You don't want to overstep your goals on their goals. Their goals are their goals. But you have to understand this coming in. This all gets yeah, yeah. down to communication. And the physicians do it all the time, too. You know, you, you go in for a certain condition, you see a physician and you're like, hey, doc, I feel great. Thanks for all the work. And I, but I feel good. I feel good. And they're like, well, we still need to do the blood work and check the numbers and all that. And you're like, oh, man, this guy, this freaking guy, man, he just wants like you're you're doing the same thing, you know, you, but what happens? You get the blood work or you run away. <laughs> and it's like you have to be that same. If you want to be considered a physician level person, provider, and you want to walk that walk and talk the talk like we're important doctors of you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, mahogany bookcases and leather bound books and the, like, we're important and we wear white coats, whatever the thing is, if you want to be a physician, physician, doctor, doctor, then you've got to stick to your treatment plans. You got to deliver them based on what you're trying to measure and what you're trying to deliver, not what people feel or what you want them to feel. That, that's correct. And I'm, I want to give one more example on this because it, it is an important point that I don't, I don't think is talked about enough. And, and when, working in the multidisciplinary surgical practices that I worked in, I cannot tell you the number of times that I sat down and I do about 25 evals a day, mostly all evals, right? So I do, I'd see a lot of people. And over the course of years, that was, that was the case. And I cannot count the number of times somebody came in and it, you know, we'd always ask, what have you done? And, and they were saying, well, I went to see a chiropractor. He took care of me a few times. I felt better, but then it came back. And I'm thinking that chiropractor probably is like, I did a great job. The right. patient left and felt better. And the patient left and was like, well, it just came back. It's like, yeah, no kidding. It came back. You shovel dirt eight hours a day and then you lift rocks the other four. And, and this is like the weird dichotomy irony of, I'm going to call the evidence-based chiropractic world, which is like, you know, a lot of times this is doing a disservice for the patient because it's almost where, you know, many docs out there feel reactionary to what just leaves a bitter taste in their mouth when they see what some chiropractors, but don't throw the baby out the bathwater. Right. Ensure that you're taking enough time because I can tell you many, many docs that have these, that aren't helping people get to the end of their care plan. And they might think of that as a win. Many of these patients are going towards the advanced modalities elsewhere and second opinions, injections, surgical consults, et cetera. When it comes back, well, no kidding. They didn't change anything and change takes time. It takes inspiration. It takes coaching. It takes reinforcement. And it certainly takes more than three 15 minute visits with a doc. <laughs> yeah, and what do they tell the doc? What do they tell the surgeon or what do they tell you when you're doing a review? They're like, yeah, it was fine. It did. It was help, but it didn't do anything. Exactly. And then, exactly. And then, and then exactly. the rest of the world has a negative impression. Uh, and this is, a, that's the thing that Stu McGill would tell me all the time too, is like, Bobby, you don't know where these patients go once they leave your office. 
That's you know, you never know. And none of us track any of that. We don't know. Right. And you know what? It's the same with surgeons too. Like someone, someone will go see a specialist and, and then they don't go back to specialists. And I've talked to plenty of specialists like, yeah, my patients, they must've got better. They didn't come back. <laughs> it's like, yep. it's the bias. Yep. It, exactly. Let's keep moving on. I think people get that point. I think we've hammered that point home. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, so the goal is, so I'll hit the, I'll hit the third, I'll hit the third piece here, which is, you know, the goal is, is that you retain that individual until the end of their active care plan, because you built the active care plan based upon what you thought was best for them. And, and the third aspect here, the proactive patient, this is where I'm going to say most chiropractors dramatically drop the ball. They either have the problem with the, the future or the potential patients, or, the, or they have absolutely no, what I'm going to call back end on the proactive patient. And this is where I look and we, we say enroll and reactivate. So I'm going to, I'm going to go in reverse order here and just touch on them a little bit. Uh, reactivate, I'll touch on first. Reactivation is absolutely critical. And I'm going to say this is not the same as future patient. I want to talk about this. This does not mean discount ads. This does not mean screaming from the rooftops at people. It means, are you consistently communicating with those individuals on your patient list so that you're top of mind when they're ready to come back in? The best way that we've found to do this is through a weekly email that goes out to everybody's list. That's a weekly touch point. That's educational, teach and invite. That also has a nice call to action that could link to your online scheduling tool, et cetera, or you're directly to your phone. But this is an important point. Yes, you could go through timely year stuff, HSA, FSA at the end of the year, things like that. But man, a weekly email installed, a properly done weekly email installed in many practices can make a world of difference between reactivations that occur whenever it happens to happen and three to five reactivations consistently, even with lists of just a couple hundred past patients. That staying top of mind and staying in front of people is critically important and dramatically overlooked. Yeah. What most people, the younger folks don't understand is when it comes to reactivations in the old days, you used to have this paper file with the patient's phone number on it. And you would, you would collect all the patient files of all the people who hadn't been in in six months or whatever, and you would slide them over to your front desk person and you would say, call every one of them and tell them, blah, blah, blah. There was a script and a certain number would come in. And that is what you are not talking about, which is reactivation on the doctor's terms instead of uh, self-willed reactivation on the patient's terms based on top of mind presence. And yeah. guess what? And those patients ended up hating the doctor and the front desk person hated doing that process and went, ended up getting burnt out and quit. And it was just a mess, but you drove patients in and that's how it was done in the, whatever the Mercedes eighties or whatever it was. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. I want to talk in role, but I want to show two quick slides and then we'll get out of the slides here. So you're not going to just have a conversation, but I, I want to give two, I want to give two quick takeaways for docs because I know we, we said we wanted to have some action stuff. So this is inside, I pulled this, you can see the dates in the bottom right-hand corner, 823, so like three weeks ago. This is a 30-day statistic from the smart chiropractor for the docs that we work with. This is Google My Business. Google My Business is a place you need to have your, if you want the big takeaways right now, you need to have your NAP taken care of, name, address, and phone number, because this is what happens when you have a good Google My Business page. This is what we see month after month. Now, one thing I want to show you here, Bobby, that I think is exquisitely important, this is the real big takeaway, is when you, in the bottom right-hand corner, you probably see it says leads over time. And I don't know, I think of it as like an elephant trunk. It kind of goes up and then it falls back down. It goes up. Every time it goes up, that is a post. 
you need to be posting to your Google My Business listing. Almost no docs are because many don't even know you can post to your Google My Business listing. Yeah. We auto post to Google My Business listings for docs. That is where we see a spike, the AKA Google favors activity. <laughs> so when you post to your page, we see these spikes. I could show you this for the last six months. And then those are the days where we don't post. It falls back down. It jumps right back up. So if you want to get more calls and clicks and direction requests, which are the three calls to action on your Google My Business listing, you need to be posting there consistently. The other thing is Google My Business posts typically expire after seven days. So you need to be getting in there at least once a week to build any of that positive momentum. This is where we see ridiculously huge wins with what we do. As you can obviously see here, nearly 20,000 leads, 6,000 phone calls for our docs over the last 30 days. Most of that based upon the fact that posts are going out weekly to their Google My Business listing. Sounds like a pain in the ass. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that that's someone, why we can, automate it. Yes, can it is. someone it's do that for me? <laughs> it is super hard to stay consistent. Um, one other thing I'll show you real quick on, on this, and then I'll, I'll take this off and we can just jam on stuff, is that many people complain, and rightfully so, about reach on Facebook. And they're like, man, my Facebook, yeah. I, you know, I have hundreds of people and I put out a post and three people see it and that sucks. Yes, that sucks. Let's just call it what it is. But if you stay consistent, the aggregated numbers matter. This was the same 30-day period from you know, late July to late August you can see page reach through our docs. We reached 3 million people in the United States, actually technically worldwide, but 85% of the United States, 3 million people in the United States. It's like 1% of the United States population, the smart chiropractor reached through our membership. So I like to think we're making a difference. The point of this is to show you that the, you still can get reach when you post at least one time per day. Is that a lot? Yes. Is it a pain in the butt? Yes. Is that why we take care of it and automate it? Yes. But the bottom line is we see docs where they have a, a thousand people following their Facebook page over the course of a 30 day cycle, they'll reach 800, 900 or a thousand, but they stay consistent and they reach those people and touch those people over time. So I wanted to show this page reach because these are just the real stats of what we see on the inside. Um, and I think they're important for docs just to keep in mind, consistency matters. I always say the number one predictor of success with marketing is consistency. That is what, is what is absolutely true, which is why systems and processes matter, which is right. why guiding people through a journey where you know those touchdowns. I'm teaching every day. I'm inviting. Great. Now I know I got a nice aspect to get people to become active patients. During that, I have great education and retention because I'm focused on those two things. Not, there's not a lot to focus on. Great. Now I'm going to get that flywheel on the back end where I have reactivation systems and emails going out and enrollment, which we can talk about in a moment that enables me to have a nice back end in my practice. Three phases, six touchstones. Yes, there's a lot we could dive into. We could go on for 10 hours about this stuff, but the basics are stay consistent, be present on those platforms where people are at, tell your story, and you will be able to attract more of your ideal patients. Right, so I'll try to summarize it in my words so people can hear in a couple of different words and then they, can, mm -hmm. they might absorb it, so. You, you definitely need some sort of outlet and it's got to be an outward facing outlet that people who are completely random in the world that don't know you from Adam or Eve or anyone else can be attracted to what you're saying. So that can be uh, obviously Facebook pages is great, but now it sounds like your Google business page is very valuable or Google my business, sorry. Yep. And Instagram and even TikToks and all like something that, 
that shoots stuff out into the universe. You're going to need that and you're going to need to work on that consistently. Got to have a place to teach. Yes, that's right. What you teach is in line with what you want, how you want to practice, the kind of people you want to, you want to teach to and that you're passionate about teaching. Yep. And then you do that consistently. Yep. Uh, and then we've got the actual conversion phase, which is a whole different conversation, kind of complicated there, but, but, uh, but that's a whole different phase too. Now, there's a couple different ways to go about this. You can try to do it on your own, and there are plenty of people that can do it on their own. Um, like I said, it sounds like a pain in the ass to me, consistent-wise, because my ADHD would not have me being very consistent in these manners. It always sounds like a lot, and I, I've also learned uh, helping people through the CSA that there are a lot of docs that are like, I don't, I don't want to do all that stuff. It's just too much stuff. Like I've been practicing for 15 years. I just need new patients. I don't want, but I don't want to do that stuff. It's like, well, right. this is now the stuff you do. This is, <laughs> this is, this is what you do now. <laughs> you know, there's the, the lunch and learn. Okay. You can still do that, I guess, but let's talk about big numbers and, and, uh, and getting really more efficient at this. Um, what, what people may not understand here, we should, probably should have announced at the beginning, is that the Smart Chiropractor is now an official partner with the FTCA. Right. In that what we've done in the FTCA and our team is we, we have these relationships with people that we have now dealt with for years, so we trust them. And we, don't, we never wanted cheese ball sponsors or any of that. So we don't even have sponsors. We have partners because we support what you're doing. We support the message you're trying to get out. Uh, even if people want to criticize that you work with straight chiropractors, sometimes we've discussed this a thousand times. Your mission is to get the best information out there to all people, because if, if the good information gets to people, it can only rise all the ships, right? All, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. They can only become better from it. Um, and we've gone through that gauntlet before, and we've trust the smart chiropractor and the, and the product you provide is in line with this idea that I'm in line with that. People don't understand the patient experience concept as well. They think that the clinical skills are going to get them through the day. And uh, they're very important. And they're the, they're the seed of the tree that we plant when we try to do this thing called chiropractic, but they're not going to grow your field. Um, orchard. We're talking about trees, orchard. Um, so that's why we said so we need someone who's really, really, really good at this to be able to speak to these folks, to empower them, because my mission with the FTCA is that if we can make the evidence-based chiropractors the most successful chiropractors there are in the profession, then we win. There's none, there's none of this competition. We are the winners. Most people will be seeking out evidence-based care. We don't have to cry about how people aren't seeing evidence-based chiros. We would just be the chiros and evidence-based would be what it is. And, uh, and then we can all get paid a decent amount of money for what we do too. So it brought you on board. What, you know, there's the FTCA membership, there's all that, there's the map, there's all the sponsors and the deals they provide. What are you bringing to the table for these people? <laughs> good, good, good question. So uh, this is, this is, this is what I, I, I'm bad at this. So I'll just, explain. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Oh no, he's, he's shaking. He's shaking. He's stuttering. It just, <laughs> it's not a sales pitch, dude. It's just like you, you provide a product. Like I said, I don't want to do this myself and I don't have a staff I can trust to do this myself. Obviously you're going to do it way better for me. What you going to do? Yeah. So 
this what the smart chiropractor does is it automates the, basically the smart patient journey for you. So whether it's the social posting that we take care of on the front end to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we'll give you blogs that are you know SEO built for your website. We'll install a lead magnet on your website. Uh, email that goes through all phases, right? Our email system is built you know in order to have you know, uh, lead magnets in order to have new patient onboarding, in order to have reactivation, whether it's video streaming, pretty much every single thing that we touched on, we think about in the smart chiropractor with monthly campaigns, weekly topics, and daily posts. So everything we build out month after month is based upon what are those 12, we think about each year, we say, what are the 12 topics that people are most interested in and searching most often for. We then build our monthly campaigns off of those topics. We build weekly topics that feed into the monthly campaign and we and we build daily posts and we automate it. So we say we have the pipes and the water, right? You could have a Weber or Constant Contact or MailChimp, but then you got to build all the emails, right? And everything right. else. You can have, you know, a posting service like a Hootsuite, but you got to build all the posts. So we give you the pipes and we give you the water. And for some of those docs out there, we also have sort of our premier program where some docs have super specific niches, right? You might be super into personal injury, super into neuropathy, super into, you know, very specific topics in your practice, very specific ideal patients. So we have a custom content program where basically you're outsourcing all of your marketing to our team, where we not only do what I just said, we're going to power all of the social, power all of the email, power all of the video, but we'll also build custom campaigns based upon your specific ideal patients for you, your logos, your pictures, your branding, your campaigns. You tell us those high level ideas. We work with you to craft and create them based upon conversations with you. And then our team goes through and builds all of the assets and powers all the assets for you. So that's the premier level for those docs that are at that level and really want that customized approach. For those docs that might be still building and growing or saying, man, like, I, you know, I like the, you know, the core aspects of what goes on in a chiropractic practice yeah. totally suit me fine. That's where our core service will absolutely, you know, do everything you need and, and much more for you. So uh, that's, that's what we do day in and day out. Uh, it's obviously, you know, sometimes I get carried away with the, uh, the lingo and marketing and the sure. data, uh, just, cause this it's literally what I do besides reading research. 10 hours a day for the last 10 years. So right. it just adds up. Right. Um, and obviously for the FTCA, there is, we can throw you a deal, you know, and there's a deal out there. I don't know if you want to discuss it or not on a educational webinar like that, or if they can catch you elsewhere. But uh, if you want to spit it out, spit it out. I think it's a great deal. Um, some people are going to look at, look, it costs money to do this stuff. So you can expect that, it's not going to be, um, you, it's not cheaply done, so it's not going to have a cheap price tag. It's also okay. when I look at when I look at the price tag, it's not, it, it's a great investment. It's not ridiculous. So, yeah, our goal is our goal is to our goal is to help chiropractors really be able to decrease their stress around marketing and and take that load off of them. Too many times we see docs that you know, are overwhelmed. They don't, they have all sorts of holes in their bucket, as we say, right? It's like, not mm -hmm. enough people are coming in. Not enough people are staying. Not enough people are reactivating and they're playing whack-a-mole or they're like putting one hand. I'm going to focus on this, the yo-yo effect, right? I'm going to start doing this. They do it. A few people come in, they stop doing stuff. Stop. Like, yeah, that's, this is the lack of system. Oh, I need to do process. it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, so our goal is to really provide the service aspect of it. I know you guys do such a great job in the CSA, really building the mindset around that, the tracking on it, all of that is so, so critically important and guiding that process. We're really the system that, that, you know, that sits underneath that, so to speak, that enables the doc to know that something's happening each and every day where right. they're gener- generating interest and attracting patients, where their ha- patient engagement you know, and active patient journey is dialed in and where they actually have some reactivation processes on the back end so that they don't need to feel like they're playing whack-a-mole. So with FTCA, you know, we basically decreased our price. It's best price you know, a- available for all the members. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's inside the members hub where they can get access right. directly to those links. Yeah, so, so. If, if you're an FTCA member, like you you pay your seven bucks a month, whatever it is, or your 80 bucks for the whole year, uh, or that we've got a lifetime membership. So people pay like whatever, and then they don't have to ever worry about paying ever again, because uh, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, inside that hub, we've created a whole channel for the Smart Cairo. I did that a couple of weeks ago. And so anytime you and me talk, anytime you have content that you want to provide on this level, uh, it goes right into that channel. And then how to get this deal with Smart Cairo, we spent, we sent the emails out. We'll send another email out after this video of what the FTCA rates are for the FTCA members. So that sounds that sounds great. And I'd encourage everybody, you know, if you have questions, you know, j- just reach out. I mean, we practice what we preach. The goal is, you know, to teach and invite. That's why in the hub, you guys have been super gracious, you know, to say, hey, anytime that you want to teach. So I'm going to be providing, you know, two videos per month that go into the hub that are strictly just about how do you do this stuff? So if you want to give it a go, if you want to learn, great, go for it. I mean, our goal is to give, you know, the information. My goal is to be able to give the information for a doc to make an informed informed decision. I feel the same way. We're going to be around doing this for, you know, for a hell of a long time. So if and when you're ready, we'll absolutely be here for you. We're going to keep refining, keep improving, keep learning. But bottom line is too many docs out there are struggling with processes and systems, and they're just not creating the revenue they need to. And revenue in most chiropractic practices is a byproduct of service. So if you, and not, and not the, I don't mean that there's bad service, I mean, there's not enough service. Like the on. amount of service going through the office. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, right. Um, so you gotta, you, you gotta dial it in. You don't have to do it alone. There are systems and processes that work. And I, you know, I think at this point we can safely say within the smart chiropractor, as we kind of showed behind the scenes, we have the data. I mean, we've been doing this five or six years. We have eight people that work in the smart chiropractor, full-time remote team spread throughout the country, eight people full-time. And they work on this day in and day out. We check the data day in and day out. We constantly refine. So please, whatever you do, what is what I want to say is, you know, don't put it off. You know, do something, even if you're doing it yourself, just getting started, do something, get out there and teach and invite. And the, the second thing I'll say is, uh, this is the other one that just is soul crushing to me. It's like all the email marketing, it's like, well, let's get it to the new front desk person to do our email marketing right, because right. they're younger. And it's like, in, a, in, in large companies, email marketing people demand six figures. And often there's a team of email marketing people and many of the healthcare practices I've worked with, there is skill involved in subject. We didn't even, we, we won't go into it all, but subject line writing, body copy, when things are going out, how the call to action, all of that stuff matters tremendously. So don't overlook it or think it's something somebody without the skill set and experience can do just because they know how to click send. There's a big difference between getting something out the door and getting something out the door that helps the patient and your practice. And if you yeah. send one quarterly email with a coupon or a look what's going on with <laughs> us, you're blowing it. It's passive. And, uh, make it- That's just you 
being able to say I did something, whether there's a result or not, you can sleep a little better at night. All I can think about in that scenario with the front desk person is my 15 year old or 15 year old. You go like, you know, take the garbage out. And, and he just looks at I, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> like your front desk person didn't sign up for any of that stuff unless you hired him specifically to do it. Um, I have a specific question for you yeah. when it comes to the smart Cairo. So we're, we're talking like a monthly deal here. How many months do you think someone should be invested, put their energy into the smart Cairo before they start to see uh, results, uh, uh, payout, whatever you want to call it? Like, how long does it take to get up and going where they say, oh, this is working? Yeah, good question. So uh, there's a couple of different layers to that, right? So one of the things that we try to do is within the first 30 days, we want to create a positive return on investment. So, you know, within the first 30 days, we're putting out the success blast email sequence, right? If maybe you haven't emailed your list in a while and you're like, forever, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't want to blow them out. You know, like if I just start sending stuff, we, 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 we understand that. <laughs> so you know, that's where we have a success blast sequence that really sets the stage. It's a little bit of long form direct response copy, so to speak. It's a specifically written email series. Yeah, that's that, a whole art you know, in its own. Guides patients yeah. towards, you know, reactivations and sets the stage for what's to come. Uh, and, and that sort of warms the water. So our goal is that there's a return on investment within the next 30 days. I can tell you the docs that have been with us over the course of a 12 month period, that's when they're seeing you know, the most compounding gains because now it's a real system and processes embedded in their practice. So our goal is both, right? We want, we understand, like we don't want you to wait six months to two years to get a return on investment. So we build out the front end to ensure that you can you know, get fast ROI. But we also have found that over time, there's compounding benefit to building your brand and staying consistent that tends to grow over time. So- yeah, it was a good question. Completely unscripted too, but it had a point because people will see how much it costs a month and then they'll do whatever they do in their brains, mm -hmm. but they need to also know when they can start looking at the numbers and expect results so they can calculate what the investment is going to be and when they okay. should see an ROI totally. Um, now, if you are a person watching, anyone can go back and watch this and there are nuggets of information that you, if you are if your eyes are open and your ears are open enough, you can start to incorporate this stuff into your own practice on your own or with your team without having to sign up for anything or pay any money. There has been a lot given away here. If you, if you miss that part where Dr. Langmaid was talking about monthly campaigns and then weekly, was it weekly or biweekly? Weekly topics. Weekly topics and then daily posts. That is gold in its own on how you should design your social media campaigns. So you can take that. That's yours to have. Mm -hmm. The thing here is, you know how all this stuff works. There's also somebody who can do this really, really well for you. And we found them and we want them to do this for you. So if you're an FTCA member, check this stuff out. Uh, we'll send out an email tomorrow to re-clarify what we got with the Smart Chiropractor. If you're not an FTCA member, what the heck are you doing? Uh, we're not talking about an FTCA Facebook uh, group member. Now we know we love the Facebook group and it's doing great and it's a great place to be. But in this whole thing that we're talking about, it's, it's, a, it's a lower level of activity and you want to be a part of the membership where there's a higher level of activity. You're on the map. You're making your commitment to uh, saying that you are an evidence-informed chiropractor. 
Uh, you are committed to this style of delivery of care. We have the hub with, uh, I think it's now, I can say thousands of hours of information, including more information to come from the smart chiropractor, from Hyperice, from all the DAC bars in our, in our DAC bar uh, contribution pool, I guess you could call it, and on and on and on. So, uh, and then you get all the discounts and all the stuff too. So make sure you're an FCC member along the way. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to really like grab people by the shirt collars and sort of shake them before you leave and say, you've got to walk away with this. I, I, I think the, I'll, 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 maybe, maybe less, less of a piece of information and, and more of a statement. So, um, you know, I think, uh, thank you, uh, and, you know, for really building the community. And I know, you know, we've connected on and off, you know, throughout the years. So, um, I, you know, it's always been, it's always, it's always, it's always been fun conversation. It's always been good to hang out. And I appreciate the community that you built because I understand definitely how much work it, it takes. And I know it, it takes a team uh, and you've built and crafted a, a fantastic team, which is a testament to uh, to you. So thank you. And the final piece of that, what I'll say is uh, I've, I've been maybe a little bit less uh, in, uh, engaged actively over the last few months. And part of that is because we didn't get to enrollment. We have built an e-commerce platform that's built onto the back of the Smart Chiropractor that will be launched to all Smart Chiropractor members. So we won't go, we'll save all that for yeah, another yeah. day. But over the last six months, we've been in like hardcore aggressive development mode in terms of building a complete e-commerce platform that is like hassle-free, um, that feeds into all of the activations, all of the emails, all the social posts, so that it's a unified piece. Uh, and I think it's something that's going to be really cool. Uh, we've invested a ton of time, effort, and energy into it. We see all these companies, Athletic Greens, Ritual, Hims, Hers, all these companies doing subscribe and save, including Amazon. And we know that there is a place for that in many chiropractic practices that doesn't require sales or the dusty shelf of supplements from seminars past. So there is a way to do it elegantly. There's a way to do it hassle-free. And we've been working like hell to bring it. So uh, stay on the lookout for that. But I, I wanted to kick that off by saying uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for um, I appreciate, you know, reaching out, forming the partnership. Um, I'm, I'm jazzed at what, what Hey man, no, no, no. You don't have to say anything else. Look, you could have sailed off into the sunset and done something else with your life other than chiropractic at any moment you wanted to thank you for staying committed to us. Cause we need, we need you. Thank you. All right. You. And, uh, you don't have to be, I know you're working. You don't have to be posting on Facebook. <laughs> I know you're working and you're, you're working for everybody. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank and you. I see that dynamic disc designs model on your desk there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for representing the, the whole community that we have created and you know how, and you do know how hard it is to create a community. It takes good people and yeah, it does. It takes a little bit of work. Yeah. So for fuck's sake, join the FTCA That's so right. we can keep this, this community going. All right. Uh, take care. See ya.